Who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. We cannot let a thousand years of democracy disappear without a fight. Hey, this is Daniel Jose Older, author of Last Shot, and you're listening to Itubanta Tambien. Rebellions are built of hope. Just be careful and don't And now your hosts, Kayla and Katrina. Welcome to the Itubanta Tambien end of summer special. We have been gone for a little while and we greatly apologize for that but we've got lots to do today and this month is a really big one because in the time we've been away uh we went to comic con and well like a lot of other stuff happened like there's been a lot of star wars news as of recent hasn't there a ton so much so i I, i'm super excited to jump into all of it because that's what we do best we you know we gossip (laughs) yes and then also (laughs) So we actually have like uh, we have some Clone Wars news to discuss. We have our reactions from Comic Con uh, to the Clone Wars announcement. Um, we've got some really great interviews, including uh, Zoraida Cordova and Mark Oshiro. We got those right at Comic Con for you guys. So stay tuned for some really really special stuff this week. And if you were listening to that intro, yes, that is the most incredible. Daniel Jose Older uh, doing our new intro. So Comic-Con was really busy. (laughs) We were all over the place and me and Katrina finally met. It was the most amazing thing ever. And we were in cosplay together. It was just fantastic. And we did all the things. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get to that like right the heck now because it's time for What's the Chisme? It might be beneficial to hear what you have to say. We went to Comic Con. It was amazing. It was it was everything we wanted and more. And and it was a much easier year to navigate, um, as opposed to the years previous because some of the big studios weren't doing any Hall H panels. So um, some of the craziest lines were actually for like mm-hmm. the Indigo Ballroom, like the Good Place panel nope. that we could not get into, <laughs> even if you were pressed. Like a whole thing. Nope. Um, so no, but it was still super exciting because it just, it was more so, it felt more like a friend's, uh, reunion for us because everybody got to meet each other for the first time where you were returning and seeing someone you hadn't seen in a really long time. And because it wasn't such a packed schedule, everybody got to spend time with everybody, which I really love. I had that same kind of, uh, experience this year because I was still, and you were doing press as well, but we were both doing press this weekend and it, or that, that weekend. (laughs) And it just felt a lot more laid back. Like we had a lot of exciting moments, but it wasn't like, you know, rushing through the sweltering sun and packed to the like brink with people. And it just kind of felt like a, it felt more like WonderCon this year, which was kind of weird. Um, but I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. Yeah. You got to have more intimate time with um, whenever you were in the press room with someone. And like, there was time to do one-on-one interviews. Like I'm going to self-plug. I did this amazing interview with Mark Bernardin, who just wrote 
of Castle Rock and it is amazing and fantastic. And if you have not watched Castle Rock yet, I don't know what you're doing because it is a fantastic show. <laughs> I'll plug because I did that interview and it's fantastic. And it's over on our other favorite podcast, Nerds of Prey. So you can definitely go check that out on their website. But you just got to reach out to people that you might know within the nerd community and have sit down one-on-one -on -one time with them and actually talk to them and get to know them. And that was exciting for this year. Next year is going to be a shit show, but this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this year was a good break. Next year is going to be, oh, my God. Like, And it's not even just going to be Comic-Con. It's going to be D23 and, and Star Wars Celebration, too. Every single one of those things. All of those shows are going to have us busy. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Every time I think about what's going to happen next year, I'm like, I'm getting married and then I have D23 and then I have San Diego and then I have all of, and I, I can't keep my mind wrapped around. Oh my God. It's so much. Like I am just so excited for what's coming next year, but then also still like terrified. So I, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's going yeah. to be good. So I'm excited. Yes. Yes. So speaking of Clone Wars, because we have been leading up to this, um, not only is it today, the day that we are recording, uh, August 15th, the 10th anniversary of the Clone Wars movie release, theatrical release, um, but we've also, we were, uh, it was announced at Comic-Con that Clone Wars is indeed coming back with 12 new episodes um, and at least several of them <laughs> will focus on the Siege of Mandalore. So... That's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was, I had not made it to San Diego yet, but I'm getting all these text messages and oh my God. like seeing my timeline of people freaking out. And I'm like, it's not fair that I'm not there, whatever. But I was still like excited. I saw the video and then I'm crying on the plane like an idiot. So you know, I am super excited for this. Like I've been wanting Clone Wars is such a good thing. And 10 years ago, it came to end my life and like the right time. So mm -hmm. um, for mm -hmm. me to come right back, I really need this. I feel like the world just needs more Clone Wars. So that's just yeah. where I am. I'm excited. I'm Oh, man. And not to make you more jealous, but I'm going to recount like how that room felt because like all of us kind of, you know, when you go into the Clone Wars 10th anniversary panel, um, you expect maybe like, okay, we get new concept art. We got some great concept art for Dark Disciple, um, for the Siege of Mandalore, um, and, and for a lot of other different arcs that hadn't been published. But uh, we didn't expect... <clears throat> uh, you know, a full trailer. Like when even when that trailer started, you the mood in the room was like, well, okay, this is cool. Like it's just like a commemorative video, right? Like none of us thought that this was about to happen. And then as soon as Anakin came on screen and Obi Wan was on screen again, and they were in their Re Revenge of the Sith outfits, like everyone was like, oh my god, this is real. And then when Ahsoka turned around the screams that broke out in the room were like, uh, I, I can't even describe them. Like it's, it, it's amazing. Like, and I'm sure you've been in a room with like a bunch of excited star Wars fans by this point, but every time this happens to me, it's like a brand new refreshing experience where you see the lightsabers go up and you see people jumping out of their seats. And like Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein was on like the stage, like crying her eyes out. So we started crying and like, it's just, it was a crazy, 
it was a crazy day. <laughs> I, I love that because I mean, I can understand that feeling. I think that was all of us. Like when we saw the initial trailer for force awakens, I remember just, mm-hmm. I started bawling and I'm like, why am I crying? It's, it's so beautiful. Like, what is this? And what is this three pointed lightsaber? What the hell? But you know, it's like, you know, you, <laughs> you have an attachment to these characters and my attachment to the Clone Wars is huge. Um, we talked about it in the previous episode. It is amazing and it's fantastic. And it's funny that we did talk about it in the previous episode, not knowing what was going to happen at Comic-Con. Um, yes. So I was very jealous of anybody who was in that room, including my co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like even if you weren't in that room and you got the news and you were a fan you felt that you felt that like they really do listen to their fans um, when it comes to certain aspects of what they want to see. People Mm -hmm. have been asking for more Clone Wars for a very long time. Um, So I'm excited to see what is about to happen. And I'm all for more Mandalorians. Um, If you watch this podcast or listen, it's not watching. (laughs) listen to this podcast you know that i really love me some mandalorians um so i'm excited to uh, to see this and see what's going on so it, it's it's gonna be huge yeah i'm and you know what i'm hoping like my hope of hopes is that uh, if you look at um some of the most recent interviews with dave filoni he's saying that he's going back to clone wars like fully and some of the Clone Wars and Rebels teams are taking over uh, Resistance. And this includes um, producer Athena Portillo um, and a lot of people who have worked on the Clone Wars and Rebels as well. So it's going to be interesting because it, it, it makes me think that maybe maybe if this does really well, because this is going to the Disney streaming service, and it, if it does really well, will we also get maybe Bad Batch completed and, and mastered, uh, maybe Dark Disciple completed and mastered, those final bits of Clone Wars that were supposed to be like five to eight episodes long. I would really like to see that. And so, yeah. I know that, you know, everybody's excited um, about Clone Wars, but something else happened at San Diego too that you waited in line for Katrina. Oh yes. <laughs> Thrawn alliances. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I warned everybody. I warned them. <laughs> what I said about that book was true. I will hold to that. Um, but yeah, no, I picked up Thrawn alliances. I picked up the, um, the sweaty boy edition with Anakin Skywalker and uh, younger clone wars Thrawn on the cover. And uh, I have greatly enjoyed it. You know, like I've I grew up with Timothy Zahn's writing. And so it's it's always nice to kind of return to like a comfortable style. Um, And he's, you know, Thrawn is his one of his babies. So like this character was respected well. And it was just so cool to see, you know, we've seen so much of like Clone Wars era and, and Revenge of the Sith era Anakin. But we haven't seen the depths of his relationship with Padme, I think, in a way. Uh, anywhere else except for their moments in the Clone Wars. So we get a lot more of that in this book, which is really good because it shows that their relationship is more than just like, we're two dopey kids in love (laughs) and making mistakes and 
It's like there are two dopey kids in love who are making mistakes, but also they're like very complex people and like, you know, they're dealing with relationship stuff. And it's like really cool to see that. And then also the the way that Anakin and Thrawn interact um, is honestly some of the most priceless, most quotable moments in Star Wars book history. So, yeah, uh, Thrawn Alliances, I, I, I'm going to give it a, a five Lothcats out of five Lothcats. Fifty Shades of Blue. <laughs> yeah, it was like Jesus. Yes. Y'all are a little bit much, but you know it's all good. We all have our <laughs> things. I have a thing for sweaty-haired Anakin. So okay, I I accept that about myself. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like my Star Wars men sweaty and out of breath. Luckily, so many of them end up that way, so it's exactly. it's good. Um, so I mean, the like, kids I'm are listening. Right, I'm the right fan. I'm in the right fandom. Let me tell you. Uh, yes, I, I I completely agree. Um, hi, kids that are listening to our show. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I'm, so Comic Con was pretty great. We got a we got a Podme book announcement. How do you feel about that? I am really excited about it. I yeah. was, was one of one of my favorite characters. So while I'm excited apprehensive because it's a very delicate story to tell I don't know how you feel <laughs> yeah well I mean the only and this is the thing is that like I the only Padme book I have ever read like the only book in Padme's voice that I've ever read was her journal like there were these like scholastic kids journals that were released um, around the time of the Phantom Menace. It was released like I think the uh, the, uh, the month or two before, and it spoiled Qui Gon's dead death for me. But it was her journal um, that apparently followed her throughout the Phantom Menace, and so that's the only Padme book I've ever read in my life. But I'm really excited, and if Padme in Thrawn alliances as is anything like the Padme we're about to see. Um, I'm really excited to see her and her handmaidens and actually get to know who her handmaidens are rather than like all of my crazy headcanons about them. So yeah, I mean, they like, you know, like they announced a lot of books and a lot of things that are coming down the pipeline. Um, So like I said, it's just like you hope that everything's done with the care that you want for the characters that you feel for and she's one of my ones where I'm like please take care of her because she's had a lot of shit happen to her so don't just you know it's like as to make a reference it's like when you watch the writers of the office like redeem Andy Bernard just to throw away his character right so you're like super apprehensive about it and I like I, I want the best for characters like that so um I'm going to hold my breath until it's out because I do want it to be with, with care and with love. And if she's a badass, make her a badass, but don't make her a badass just so you don't have to overdo it. So we'll see. I'm excited though. So another big piece of news that uh, released uh, recently on the 27th after our latest episode um, is that the cast of episode nine has been confirmed, announced, whatever you want to say. Uh, And it was phrased um, pretty interestingly when it was released by Lucasfilm. uh, The subtitle or subheader for um, the headline is returning and new cast members will join together for the final installment of the Skywalker saga. Um, So, 
what uh so let's just go into the, we'll run down the cast real quick and then i'm going to ask how you feel about this uh kayla so we've got daisy ridley adam driver john boyega oscar isaac lupita nyango domino gleason kelly marie tran Eunice sutamo billy lord um and they're part of the returning cast and then joining the new cast of episode nine is Richard E. Grant, Carrie Russell, and Naomi Aki. Also returning will be Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian, and Leia will be back as uh, played by Carrie Fisher. And what they're going to do is reuse previously unreleased footage of her. So all those cutscenes that we didn't see in The Force Awakens, all those shots that were in the trailer, they might be up for grabs there. So that's that's kind of like the whole announcement. And and John Williams is also coming back to compose, which is very, very exciting. I, whew, whew. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, Kayla. Yeah, and it's a lot of feelings. I remember when I got this email um, announcing that of the new cast and returning. Of course, I got to the second paragraph and was like in truly tears. Like, you know, everybody was really worried that we weren't going to get to see Leia um, in this episode. So I'm extremely excited that with the care and then with Billy's blessing that she has said, yes, use the footage because I feel like, you know, as someone that's her fan and all of her fans are like, this is something that she would be okay with. So I'm really excited about that. Also really, I, I, we've talked about this. I'm super excited for more Billy D. It, 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 it's <laughs> I, <sighs> my heart. Oh, my space pimp. I love him. So I'm so excited. I just feel like he, this is where he belongs. I feel like this is how we all knew it was coming. We saw the dice and I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we're, we're going to get some new characters. Um, everybody's of course trying to figure out who Carrie Russell is going to be. I'm like, that's uh, not Ray's mom. Um, We'll figure it out at some point, but I'm excited. I I don't feel like we're, I don't feel like enough people are talking about how amazing this is. Like we had a, we, we only got, (laughs) it's sad to say, we only got Tandy Newton for how long and solo. So, and then most of the other black Mm -hmm. women, and this is just me as an Afro-Latina. This is a big deal because she's actually listed. She's billed. She's going to have talking roles. It was amazing, and those of you that follow Star Wars Rep Matters, you know that my son loves Finn, but this is, like, kind of selfish because I'm going to be like, oh, we have a black woman (laughs) in space. We Uh exist. We don't just have one line. We have numerous lines, Um, and we're billed up there with the top people, so I am really excited that she's cast, and I'm excited to see what they do. All I want and pray is that she's not in paint. That's all I ever needed. Just please do not put her in paint and do not make her an alien because then you're going to piss people off. But I feel like they have been Mm -hmm. listening to the fans and this casting was done the way that it's going to make fans happy. So um, like I said, I don't feel like we're talking about this enough. I don't. I don't feel like nobody's, nobody's really talked about it. It's just been kind of glossed over. Um, and that might just be an apprehensive thing, um, especially with black women when it comes to Star Wars. So um, I'm hoping that it's not that and I'm hoping that it's going to be something great. Yeah, I'm I mean, this is for like just as an overall look at the cast. There's so much potential here to do something new and tell such cool new stories with everybody that's being added. So I'm you know, I'm really excited again. Next year is going to be 
absolutely bonkers because <laughs> we're going to have Clone Wars, we're going to have Episode Nine, we're going to have Resistance, we're going to have a ton of new books, comics, hopefully video games, who knows? Um, but I'm, gosh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited, and I mean, like, I think we'll people that attend Star Wars Celebration will get more information. So if mm-hmm. you have not thought about buying tickets, you might want to. Yeah, you might you might want to you might want to do that just because uh we'll be there. Um, and it'll be super fun to meet y'all. Come hell or high water, we will be there. Yes, we will figure out a way to be there. We got to Comic Con, we're going to be at at Star Wars Celebration. You, you mark my words, it's going to happen. So we're going to segue really quick and flashback to Comic-Con where we actually got to sit down with author Zoraida Cordova who wrote You Owe Me a Ride in the 2017 anthology collection from a certain point of view. She's also the author of the Brooklyn Brewhouse series and just generally a, a magical human being. So here's us with Zoraida at Comic-Con uh, and we'll be right back for more. My name is Zoraida Cordova. I'm the author of the Vicious Deep trilogy, uh, Labyrinth Lost, which is part of the Brooklyn Bruja series. Uh, and I have a short story in, uh, from a certain point of view, Star Wars, 40th anniversary. Uh, and it's about the Tonika sisters. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your history with Star Wars? Like, where did it begin for you? I think it began when I, my, my mom's co-worker gave us gave me and my little brother my my brother's five years younger than me um Mm. when we were little he he just gave us all of these star wars toys um and for us like the star wars was the phantom menace Mm -hmm. uh because it was 1999 Mm -hmm. the year was uh but but we we had obviously grown up with some of the stories it was just different uh because my those sort of like we inherited star wars from our uncles Mm -hmm. um and then when the new movies came out, it sort of expanded. Uh, and then we were just given all of these Star Wars toys, so the obsession just grew. Uh, and then a lot of things started happening with like with the movies, with uh, like re- like remastering the old movies. And so uh, that you know, we, it, it like our collection began to grow. Um, and so I think that it's it's always been a part of our life, like as a backdrop. You know what I mean, and and it's like it's it's cultural as well because like when you grow up, I'm 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 an immigrant. <laughs> I'm originally from Ecuador, and so when my I used I think I watched Star Wars in Spanish once right. in subtitles, mm-hmm. but uh, it was such a huge part of our family's life, like. Not, not, not really my mom because she just worked all the time and she worked 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but my uncles, who babysat us and took care of us when we were living here in Queens, New York, not here in Queens, New York, but in Queens, New York, um, they—that's the only way that they would get my brother to be quiet. Is like put on Star Wars and let him like just watch. And so I would sit there and I would watch as well. Mm-hmm. So it just like it was just part of everyday existence, basically. Latinx and being in this fandom, where did you think you fell before you came on for writing the story? I actually didn't think that I fell anywhere. Mm. I and, and that that's what it was interesting because Star Wars in Spanish is so interesting 
uh, because for a long time growing up, I thought Archidito's name was, was Arturito. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's what my dad called him. So yeah, yeah, that's what my mom calls him. She's like, oh, and I was just talking to her, and she was like, if you see something, the C three, C three, C three PO mom, yes, C three, uh, like get something for her. For some reason, she loves like C three PO. I just don't. Maybe it's because nobody listens to him and nobody listens to her. So. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't really see any anything. Like, I mean, obviously brunettes in Star Wars. I'm a brunette. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> I'm a light-skinned brunette, yeah. so maybe. But it, it, it wasn't until Poe mm -hmm. and until our, our beautiful cast, like, there was nothing before that. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't actually think that there would be. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that I explored. writing the story and seeing sort of the toxicity that's in the fandom, yeah. did you experience any of that? I actually didn't, and I was really surprised. Um, because I, I've known authors, like female authors, who have had really negative experiences with the fandom, um, and this was pre, this was a little bit before um, all of the new, the new canon started happening. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, when I see authors like Daniel Jose Older and Delilah Dawson and E.K. Johnson like being such like prominent voices in the in the Star Wars community, um, I I think that there's like I, I I'm hopeful that the minority is all of those haters. Yeah. And um, most of the comments that I received were from from like white guys who read the short story anthology mm -hmm. and they would tweet at me or send me an email and they still do and they're like I really enjoyed your story it was it was fun and different voice than what I'm used to in Star Wars yeah. and I was like cool because I was I was like clenching yeah. you know I, was, you're, you're, I think as fans of it we're braced yeah yeah, we're mm -hmm. yeah so. uh, and I think just like also having experienced that kind of negativity from the young adult community being such a like a loud voice for diversity in young adult books mm -hmm. um i was just waiting for it but it it hasn't come and like i'm you know like knocking on wood but it, it i was really fortunate in my experience for this for the anthology can you tell us a little bit about how you how you came on to, to the anthology like how did they approach you i just got an email uh saying from, through my agent that said, um, we heard that Zoraida is a fan. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I, I think it's because I, for a period of time, I only use like the uh, Oscar Isaac doing salsa, yeah. like the salsa train line uh, as a gif on, on, my, on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you might've guessed. But yeah, I, I, it was that and you know, Yes, it's a yes or no question, and obviously you're like, where do I sign? How much blood do you need? Um, <laughs> but it, it it was a really cool experience, and I didn't see it coming. So, with your experience here, as your first con, how has this been? So this is my first San Diego Comic Con. I've been to small, like other conventions. I don't want to call Dragon Con small, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, we can live big down there, so, yeah. Um, but this one is astronomical, like, 
the way that the, the setup, like everything is set up, the panels, how I was watching from New York because today's my first day here. I was watching the Clone Wars panel and when everybody started giving for the for the because of the news when everyone started giving the uh, standing ovation i just started like crying i was like this is so emotional and exciting <laughs> and it's like it's it's um, you know it's it's so much positive energy about creative people and you know clone wars is one of the most diverse things about star wars so I'm glad that it's getting those last, I mean, the reboot. Yeah. Uh, so okay. to close things out, um, what kind of um, messages would you would you give to other new Star Wars fans who also kind of share our community? I think that, I think that we shouldn't be afraid to embrace how nerdy we are as a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, there, there are so many things about Star Wars that is the Latin experience. Mm-hmm. It's refugees and immigrants and uh, close-knit fa- like families mm-hmm. and it, it transcends everything but I think that like we can, can really communicate with that mm-hmm. um, but as fans I think that you know you, you let your Star Wars banners fly mm-hmm. and you keep an open mind to all of the changes that are going on because I think that everyone's first reaction is to be like, this is terrible, things are changing. Right. But it could also be like a really beautiful, positive thing because like, why wouldn't you want to make something bigger mm-hmm. so that it can last longer? And that concludes part one of our end of summer special. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for being patient with this upload. We've just been so busy over these past two months, and that is why this episode is technically in two parts, because we've had so much to recap just from Comic-Con alone. So stay tuned. Tomorrow the next episode is coming, and that would be uh, the 7th of September, and then we've got some amazing things coming up on the horizon as well. So until then... Eat to Banta Tambien is a not-for-profit fan-made podcast that is now proud to count itself among the diverse lineup of Hard Knock Media Network shows. If you like what you hear, give us a review, subscribe to our podcast, and tell your friends to come by every month for new space chisme and deep discussion about our favorite galaxy far, far away. Que la fuerza te acompañe. Always.